just feel the Holy Spirit moving in this place. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. To the angel of this house, who I am so pleased to call my friend, my brother, uh, my confidant, uh, the Reverend Marriott, Reverend Doctor, Doctor Marriott. Yes, you can give him some praise. Give him a clap. You can clap for Dr. Marriott. What he has done to transform this church and the, this community, it's, it's, uh, his, your gratitude is very well appreciated. He, he needs to be supported. He needs to be lifted up every now and then. This job is so hard. And so, yes, yes. So give your pastor another clap. To his better half, Sister Alicia. Definitely his better half. She is a spirit that comes from above. Uh, her grace and her beauty and her attitude, uh, her spiritual acronym, it is, it is unparalleled. And I appreciate her friendship that we've been able to develop over these past few years. I thank uh, Reverend Waterman French for that incredible introduction. I wasn't looking at the program. I said, whoa, she's talking about me. I, let me look up for a second. Uh, yes, yes, yes. And uh, to Reverend Elijah, uh, you know, me and him talk every now and then, and he is such, has a, such a vision uh, for his church and for the people. So uh, again, I, I appreciate all my colleagues in ministry, our laborers in the vineyard. Uh, I ask you to keep in prayer Reverend uh, Miranda Harrison as she is dealing with uh, some personal issues with uh, her child. And uh, Reverend uh, Dr. Bency Addison Posey, uh, she's uh, also feeling a little under the weather, so please keep those ministers um, in your prayers. Uh, I would also like to uh, acknowledge uh, the church where I've been allowed to pastor for these past almost five years to the officers and members of Mount Carmel AME Church that you've traveled this way to be with your pastor and you have no idea how deeply moved and touched I am whenever you travel with me and I thank you. So I thank you Mount Carmel. On behalf of my first lady who is in absentia uh, she texts me as we got into the pulpit. She is with my daughter and my son. They are worshiping at my daughter's church this Sunday. And, uh, and she just wanted to give everyone, tell you that uh, she appreciates your prayers. And, uh, and uh, you will see her again uh, soon. But she just wanted me to convey to you all a good afternoon and uh, happy holidays. The, t the, time is, the time is short and I want to get to my assignment. Uh, see, I'm, I'm in this um, blessed pulpit, so I will get right on to what I've been told I have to do. Uh, you've heard the scripture. It was reading in its entirety. I just want to concentrate on one verse just, just, to, just to get your, um, your mind uh, moving in this direction. And I'm referring to the 20th verse of the first chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. And I'll just read it for you very quickly. You do not have to rise, because by the time you get up, it'll be time for you to sit back down. Um, but after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. 
And for the next few moments that are mine, I just want to preach on the subject, godly dreams. Godly dreams, godly dreams. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come before you one more time. We thank you, Father God, for these churches that are represented by your servants. We thank you, Father God, for the souls that have already been saved, for the chains that have already been broken, for the bodies that have already been healed, for the salvation that's already been delivered. We thank you, Father God, for your Holy Spirit that is moving in this place even as we speak right now. Now have your way, Father. Have your way. Have your way. Have your way, dear Lord. And whatever the harvest may be, we will give you all the honor and we will give you all the praise. And this is we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Godly dreams. Godly dreams. Y'all look good this evening. Y'all know that? Y'all y'all give yourselves a clap just real quick. Y'all look good. I thank you for the, I, I was remiss I didn't mention these, uh, these singers and the musicians and that food. And that chair is so soft, I almost fell asleep up there after eating all that good stuff. So let me hurry up so we can get on our way. Godly dreams. Dreams from God. Divine dreams. God's dreams are intended to take us to new places, to higher places, to elevate us to godly destinations. Has anyone ever had a dream which you know was sent from heaven above? Dreams that were no doubt delivered by angels. Dreams which were consistent with the word of God intended for our good. I'm talking about godly dreams. Uh, The thing about godly dreams or, or dreams in general is they manifest themselves while The body is at rest. When we are not conscious, when we are in an alternative reality, when we dream, at least most people, we are asleep. Funny thing about dreams, dreams get disrupted when we wake up. When we awake, we are immediately thrusted into this world, a world ruled by Satan. A world which is adverse to the word of God. A world that is not sympathetic to your dream and hates your Jesus. It is when we wake that our dreams are confronted with our reality. Family members question the nature of our dream. Our close friends laugh at what our dreams are. Uh, Our enemies attack us because of our dreams. It is when we are awake that the enemy tries to turn our heavenly dreams into devilish nightmares. And if we're honest with ourselves, I bet there's some pastors, some officers, some lay people, some church people who had to question if the dream that we thought was from God was a cruel joke meant to break us. I mean, it's New York Annual Conference and, and... You got your assignment. You are now pastor of a church. Then you find out that being a pastor is, has very little to do with preaching. Come on, well, come on, come on. You learn how to be the accountant and how to be the 
musicians and how to be the plumber. Come on. And it was this the dream that you thought about when the bishop gave you your appointment. I mean, if you were an officer and the pastor appoints you to a certain position, oh, now you got your dream. You can't go home after service because you got to count the money. You have to be there for this service and that service. You have to assist in finding different ways to make uh, the the ends meet when there is no ends to meet. And you have to hear all the stuff that regular people who sit in the pew never have to hear. Oh, is it, is it, is it a dream? Oh, now you're the president of the missionary society. You're the president of the usher board, the lay organization. And what does that mean? That means you do all the work. That means the, the burden is on you. That means the responsibility is on you. And you thought it would be a dream. You join the church, and the people seem so nice. But in due time, you find that not all church people are church people. And that which you believed was a dream is slowly turning into a nightmare. How, How do you handle life? When you've been given a dream by God and it slowly drifts into a place of pain and disappointment. I mean, how do you keep going when God's dream causes us to disconnect from family members and be betrayed by our brothers and forgotten by our friends? I mean, how do you keep your head up when you've been given a dream by God? But you see no hope. You you see no light. And instead of being at the pinnacle of the mountaintop, you find yourself buried in the valley of despair. I mean, how do you live with a dream that becomes a nightmare? I don't know about you. Has anybody else been there but me? And I think we look to, to Joseph in learning how to deal with a dream that is dangerous, a dream that is um, maybe disappointing, a dream that has factors and situations that are not all gumdrops and lollipops. See, Joseph had a dream. And, 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 and there were some things I learned and when I reviewed this scripture that just spoke to me and said, the people who are holding on to your dream need to hear this. So the first thing Joseph, Joseph did is when I read this, Joseph got over the fear of a godly dream. You know, godly dreams can be scary. When God gives us a dream, it should scare you. 
because godly dreams are impossible dreams. God, godly dreams make no sense. Godly dreams are dreams that rational people say, hold up, not don't you do that. I mean, godly dreams are the dreams that take you out of your comfort zone and that take you out of the place where you really like to be. Godly dreams will elevate you. Godly dreams are the dreams that when you, when you receive it and you wake up and you look around and then you take your covers and you put it right back over your head. Come on, come on, come on, come on. See, Joseph had a dream, and the dream was the, 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 the woman you are about to marry, she's pregnant by the Holy Spirit. And, and, and I can imagine what Joseph must have thought. Uh, how his family would look at him at the family reunion. You know that child ain't yours. <laughs> look at that little girl. Got him twisted around her, his finger, her finger. And look at that little brown boy running around here with that hair like that. Oh, brown skin Jesus. And you looking like that. He had to deal with his family because of a godly dream. I could imagine what his friends said. What he, what, what he had to tell them. Well, like he got married on August 1st. And August 30th, she's three months pregnant. This is a little problem with that issue right there. I mean, I think she was pregnant before you got married. You know, you could stone her for that. Um, do, are you sure you were with her? Your friends will say things to disappoint you, to discourage you, to have you turn from your God when we're talking about a godly dream. I mean, um, those around you will have you question yourself. What am I thinking? What am I doing? Why is he choosing me? to do this thing. Joseph had to be thinking all these things. But Joseph also understood we got to walk by faith and not by sight. Yes. And we got to walk focused on God and not on man. And we got to focus on what God is saying to us and what the angel declared to us and not what the peanut gallery says to us. So we got to trust in our faith and not on our surroundings and not look to the devil, but look to God because our God is faithful and our God will never abandon us. Our God. God, God our God will give you a dream, but God will never leave you hanging. You see, God, God, godly dreams will scare us and, and will have us move beyond uh, our, fear, our fear because a dream from God can only happen because of God. Your dream is to build a new house of worship, but you only got 20 members. Uh, that's a godly dream. Uh, a dream is that you have an international ministry, but most of your members never leave Westchester. Your, your dream is to change the denomination to be more inclusive, but... Those in charge don't share your dreams or your Jesus. So none of God's dreams we can, we can do on our own, on our own education, on our own financial backs, on our own uh, acronym. Our, our dreams that come from God can only come to place because of God. Nobody can do it without God. And that is the reason why God gives you godly dreams, because God wants you to put your trust only in him.
God wants you to look back and say, it was nobody but God. It was, it was nobody but God that got me through this. It was nobody but God that saved my marriage. It was nobody but God that saved my family. It was nobody but God. God put a dream on my heart, and it was nobody but God to make it come to pass. So, 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 so with godly dreams, you have to, you have to look and uh, pass the fear, but you also have to be obedient to God. See, the Bible says Joseph got up from his dream and did exactly what the Lord told him to do. And, and too often we have people who have heavenly dreams but are still obedient to a Lucifer's world. And we have to wake up from our dream and do exactly what the Lord tells us to do. Do not turn to the left or to the right, but do what God says do. Now, and I got to tell you, uh, a godly dreams comes with casualties. Because when we are obedient to God, we're going to lose some people along the way. Oh, when, we, when, we, when we are obedient to God, there are going to be those who are going to say, you are got to be crazy. When you are obedient to God, you'll start to question your own sanity. And, 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 and the reason for this reaction is because God will take you to places and un, unusual places and uncomfortable places. God will move you to places that are at personal risk and personal reputation. And then you can only get there if you are obedient to the word of God. Joseph, being by, by being obedient to, to a dream, marrying a girl who was already pre pregnant, don't you know that contradicted his own religious traditions? Wow. By being obedient to the dream uh, of God, his friends probably cut him off. By being obedient to the dream of God, he put himself at own personal risk. Herod was out to kill him and his child. But because Joseph was obedient to God, Joseph received the rewards from God. And when we choose obedience to God, it may cause us to question our own theological traditions. Come on, come on. And, and it calls for us to look at the Bible and see if what we do has a purpose and a meaning. How many times in church we do something we don't have no reason why we're doing it? Well, I see people walking around like this half the time. Come on, tell the truth. And I'm saying to them, do they know why they're doing that? <laughs> if you knew why you did it, you know you wouldn't do it. You see, the slaves, when they were having church, and they, and they had to excuse themselves to go to the bathroom, they had to acknowledge who they were and where they were going so the slave master would make sure that they didn't have to run away. That's where that nonsense comes up when you're raising your finger so he can see where you are all the time. But we do it. Don't know why we do it, but everybody tells us to do it, so we do it anyway. When we choose obedience, our friends will start to ask you questions. Why are you going to church again? It's 4 o'clock on a Sunday. It's time for you to go home. Why are you tithing? You're going to give the church 10% of your income? Why are you going to Bible study? Don't you know it's happy hour on Thursdays between 5 and 7? See, see, see. When you're obedient to God, it will cause you to take personal risks. Those who do not understand the vision that God has given you and the dreams that God has given you will try to keep you from reaching your goal. And, 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 and I just need to tell somebody, because this man, your pastor, don't you know he took a personal risk by becoming a pastor, by becoming a He left a good job. He, he left a good income, but he did it because God put a dream on his heart. 
And when God puts a dream on your heart, don't you know God will take care of you? I mean, when, you, when, when, when God takes care of you, you can sit back and say, God is Jehovah Jireh, for God will provide. And, and you can sit back and say, God is Jehovah Rapha, God who's heals, and God is Jehovah Elohim, because God is God. And you can say, God is Jehovah Nisi, for God is on the battlefield. No matter who you are, when you rely on the promises of God and be obedient to the word of God, you can rely on God to take care of you. So, so very quickly, I'm, I'm, almost, I'm almost done. Do not be afraid of the dreams from God. Be obedient to God. And lastly, allow God to be God. We got too many people who got their hands in the Kool-Aid and don't know the flavor. They want to be all up in the mix, but don't understand the dream. They, they want to tell you about the vision but wasn't inside your head. We got too many people that do not want to allow God to be God. Let God be God. God will take care of you. And so, 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 so I, I'm, I'm sure that when, when, when Joseph was dealing with this godly dream, see, he couldn't tell too many people. So he had to encourage himself. And I'm here to tell you, sometimes you got to encourage yourself. I mean, in my preacher's imagination, I bet you Joseph sat back and said that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I, I fear no evil. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I'm sure Joseph had to encourage myself. He had to say something like, contend, Lord, with those who contend for me. Fight against those who fight against me. Take up shield and armor and come to my aid and rise and, and in fear, we ran the spear and javelin against those who pursue me. Say to me, I am your salvation. I mean, Joseph had to lift his head up and put his face to the rising sun and say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Joseph had to encourage himself. I mean, he didn't even have to fight because he said, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 so when God puts a dream on your spirit, uh, you got to let God be God. And when you let God be God, don't you know that's when eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, uh, neither have entered the heart of man those who, those things that God had prepared for them. But, but I'm, I'm acutely aware that, that, that some of us, some of us think the dream will just never occur. Some of us think that we've been abandoned by God. Some of us think that we too old or we're too young or we too heavy. Are we too skinny or are we too tired for the dream to take place? And, and I just came here about to tell somebody that's when your faith got to kick in. That's when you got to hold on to his unchanging hand. That's when you got to believe and trust in your God. And that's when you got to say, Father, I lift my hands to thee. No other God I know. That's when you got to trust in God. And you got to say, you got to say, encourage yourself. Everyone is against us, but my God will protect us. And everyone says, I'll never make it, but it was my God that will provide for us. And that's when you got to call out, my God is a healer. My God is a way maker. My God, is, he take care of me. That's when you got to call out, Jesus. Oh, my Jesus. The rock on which I stand. That's why I like that song, the rock on which I stand. God will make your dreams come true. 
But you got to trust in God. So I'm finished. So, so it's very, very simple. You got just three things to do. Don't be afraid. Be obedient to God. And let God be God. Yeah.